0: Because there truly is hope, in spite of what depression tells you.
1: Hello, Anita. Hi, Terry. You know, it continues to baffle and frustrate us that when people talk about health, it's always assumed to mean our all-encompassing wellness. You know, we rarely hear about respiratory or digestive or circulatory health sort of discussed all by themselves. Because they're all assumed to be required for, and they're included in any assessment of our overall health. But mental health is a different thing, always
0: different, as if our heads and our brains are not part of our bodies, or as if there's any way that our whole selves can feel and function normally when our
1: minds are not. Today's guest, wellness expert Darren Oleen, devotes himself to the study of health. He is the author of the New York Times best selling book, Super Life, and the recently released Fatal Conveniences. He co stars with Zach Efron in the Emmy Award winning docuseries, Down to Earth. And he has his own podcast, cleverly titled The Darren O'Lean Show.
0: <laughs> in preparing for this conversation, I bought and read Darren's book, Super Life. And the first thing I did was check the index for depression, five pages were referenced, and then mental health where another four were cited. And I have to be honest, I worried a bit about how best to share Darren's research. Because while we believe some of you will be inspired to make healthy changes to your diet and daily habits, we know that others will take warnings of ever-present environmental toxins as more proof that it's just all
1: too much, given the limited energy you likely have. So, we've decided to release two episodes with Darren's interview. This one will be edited like our typical episodes, and an extended version will drop next Tuesday, including more of the information that made Super Life a bestseller and Darren a well-respected wellness expert. Here now is Darren Oline giving his voice to depression.
0: Do you have personal experience with depression, either yourself or somebody you were supporting?
2: Well, certainly it touches, I think it it touches all of us, Uh, and and, and it can be hard to even realize, right? So like my mom just recently um, was severely depressed. Um, I hadn't seen her or heard her depressed in that way ever in my life, and that was just more intensely in the last few months. Um, so yeah, it, it, uh, and it's, it is strange. It's like, it's, it's something to where you can't necessarily put your finger on it. And then only when it's potentially more severe that then people around you may start picking up on it. But the person I think is, it's, it's just upon them and uh it can be hard to navigate certainly having you know being in it um and i think on the spectrum we're all dealing with it i don't think any of us escape it totally and i've been trying to watch that kind of the state of the world right and how personal that can be in terms of our depression and our mental health these days um so yeah, I, I, that's my long way of saying uh, absolutely. Uh, my father, it affected before he passed away, pretty bad. Mm. Um, and now my mom, on from my perspective, came on by way of just not taking care of herself in a variety of different ways. And uh, it's hard to it's hard to put out a fire with a squirt gun, right? So um, it's a it's, getting getting her from a lot of different directions. Um, so it's, it's hard to, when your body is depressed, literally, physiologically, biologically, chemically, really hard to have a good mindset. Uh, it's really hard to live a great life.
0: While life gets us all from a lot of different directions, Darren had what he calls one of the biggest reset buttons of his life. When his Malibu home burned to the ground in the 2018 California wildfires, while Darren was out of the country shooting his Netflix
2: show. That was probably the second or third most gnarly thing in my life, aside from losing my dad and going through a divorce. That that was way up there. And it's persistent because it's not just acute. You lose everything, and that's the event. Mm -hmm. And then you're here on ground zero trying to rebuild. And I'm four and a half years in it. This is crazy making for me. This is very mentally challenging because it's it's a persistence that I never knew I even had um and a patience that I definitely uh, <laughs> don't like to exercise. I'm so impatient so um i I guess the 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 thing that was important was. When my father passed away, it was so overwhelming that a voice came in my head and said, just let yourself grieve whenever it needs to happen. And, and I did. That set me up for this. And so when I lost everything, that same voice was just like, let yourself grieve, let yourself feel, let yourself go through this stuff. So yeah, anger and fear and sadness and just tremendous amount of waves And that all that stuff takes courage. Every person that's suffering anything, it takes courage to kind of go through it all and, and feel it all and then not sit in the feeling, but allow them to go through you and allow the grief to move. No place in the, in, on this, in this universe likes stagnant energy. And then what would happen is through that grief, I would start getting flashes and glimpses of what I could then create Uh. on my land for my life. And and that spark would pop in and then kept getting stronger. And now I have no grief left uh, and I'm just completely inspired by what I'm now creating here. So I actually wouldn't take I wouldn't take it back for anything.
0: While optimism and resilience are keys to mental health management, Darren's research and teachings focus on controlling our overall health and wellness, since physical health and mental health are inextricably linked.
2: I mean, just look at one thing in terms of ultra-processed food. If you're eating ultra-processed food and standard American diet, well, that's going to affect your gut, that's going to affect your microbes, that's going to affect uh, your dopamine and your endocrine system and and it's like you don't even know who you are at that point because you're at a victim to a body that is not functioning so then this body is suffering and this body is depressed and where you where your body goes your brain goes right so um it's a very interesting tangled web
0: I assume you're not saying that it's just, I don't mean just, but primarily or only diet and nutrition, that there are biochemical hereditary elements too?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, you know, uh, of course. And, And, you know, life is built upon, unfortunately or fortunately, built upon pain and stress and challenges and things, and then... Depending on abuses and exposures to trauma, um, that sets in motion the whole cascade of of things to overcome. I think the the thing that I was alluding to was really the the symptomology from what I saw my father and mother. Right. I think everything has a stem of an unresolved pain, an unresolved trauma, mm-hmm. and. You know, and, and how big or how small and how significant it is is based on whatever the million, trillion uh, scenarios for each individual person. Um, so, so the, the, the self-support, uh, mental health support is, I think, essential for every human on the planet to excavate and create and heal. We all have traumas all of us every one of us you don't get out of this life without them that, that and 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 then the level of resiliency from my humble point of view the level of resiliency that you're starting with can be looked at upon how traumatic something was how early something was etc 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 so I think then coming out of it, we need support, we need community support, we need family support, we need professional support, we need uh, sometimes uh, medication support, for sure. And then we need nutritional support, and we need less exposure to harmful chemicals. All of that, it's like, there's no one answer. No. And that's why we have to look at all of this stuff as a wholism, Right.
0: And Darren says if you need outside support and help on the journey, do not hesitate to get it.
2: People shouldn't feel bad about, hey, I'm spending time with support from a professional, from a group, from whatever, to learn about who I am and to learn about the forgiveness that I need to have for myself, to the forgiveness that I have to have for whatever traumas or people or situations like i think it's um i think it's just mandatory in a certain sense that to in order for us to feel really connected to ourselves and truly happy it's it's kind of the deal we we just need to continue to be the excavators and the advocates for our own health and healing and shouldn't be ashamed of it at all in fact i think honesty with self and honesty and radically on it, being honest with yourself and having, you know, people in your life that you can sit down with, whether they're professionals or friends or family, that you can just kind of let, let out some of Mm -hmm. this pressure and let out some of this, these challenges, um, is extremely important
0: darren who earned a master's degree in psychology says he still remembers one of the first lessons he learned in a psych course about the power of empathetic active listening
2: you're not saying anything but you're actively listening to someone not trying to give advice mm-hmm. not trying to do anything other than i'm just listening to them and i care about them and i'm listening to them and the power in that is so immense for our health and well-being.
0: I'm grateful that you said that because there are so many, and I'm going to um, go gender here and say particularly among the men I interview, who tend to be embarrassed to need therapy. And it may be the only place you can be honest.
2: Yeah, I've, I've been in a conscious men's group for probably five to six to seven years at this point. And we have a, a licensed therapist, but he's not necessarily giving advice. He creates this professional space. But we're all friends at this point. We all know each other's triggers. We know our patterns. We can call each other out. But it's also a safe place to completely let it rip. And these guys are all there to mm-hmm. be a better person. And so um, it's been extremely mm-hmm. valuable. Because you can't bullshit yourself yourself. When you have all these mirrors around you um, mm-hmm. and yeah and listen you know stigmas around you know I have a therapist or it's therapy or whatever it is mm-hmm. it, it literally <clears throat> you know that's that's also a pathology of like caring what other people think uh. it's like you're 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 just trying to be a better version mm-hmm. of yourself and letting go of of things that are causing you unnecessary pain moving forward in your life, right?
0: Some of that unnecessary pain can come from what Darren calls solidifying a lie and carrying it forward as if it's the truth of who we are.
2: Right? And oftentimes that pain or an abuse or whatever, we take on all of that pain of probably that other person that was perpetuating that pain onto us and causing us real pain. And therefore, now we've taken that on and are carrying that with us when it was never ours to begin with. But it doesn't mean that what happened didn't happen, but what it is is the pain can be liberated. And then underneath that, too, is also seems to always be an opportunity of is within the healing part of that too, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, when we get to see the pain, and forgive ourselves and others, oftentimes, it can lead to a great gift as well.
0: In his best selling book, Super Life, Darren writes, quote, once we believed our genes were our destiny. Now we're learning we have more control over them than we thought. Acknowledging the impact of genetics, traumas, and other factors we really don't have control over, Darren elaborates on many well-documented ways we can improve and protect our overall health, which of course includes our mental health.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's the whole point. It's like you're already dealing with something that's immense. Mm. So you want to try to do those things that you have control over to give yourself a, a better opportunity um, to to manage it and deal with it and and so yeah supporting your body in a natural way and a natural rhythm instead of you don't need to push up 10 boulders uphill um, let's let let's let nature let's let in this case of sleep the circadian rhythm of all of life let's let that help you rather than go against it uh, you know sleep deprivation will make anyone uh, just completely lose their own mind right so we know that sleep is immensely important and there's no there's no drug there's no food there's no supplement there's no biohack that can hack around not sleeping well
0: so nutrition when i think of nutrition and when i think of depression uh they don't tend to go hand in hand because when you're not even necessarily thinking you're worth the effort of creating and you know making a healthy meal for yourself it's also like just whatever is easiest you know grab a box of crackers grab a box of cookies so what can you do to be providing your body with what it needs and that will help your mental health factoring in the real loss of energy
2: yeah you know nature's packaged food i think right away so like um i'm I'm thinking apples, oranges, dates, berries, like the things that are so delicious and so satisfying already, eat whole fruit, eat whole food, find deliciously ripe strawberry and a date and berries and bananas. And like, tell me that isn't just delicious, but you have to set yourself up for success. Right? So If you don't have that around, then make it available to yourself and go get it Mm -hmm. um, and start to eliminate some of the other addictive foods.
0: So let's talk about hydration and then the role it plays, because it's really easy
2: to be dehydrated without even knowing it. So the number one side effect, number one, by far, side effect of dehydration is a lack of energy. So you can be severely dehydrated for your entire life and you don't even know it. Plus the mechanism of hunger and thirst are very interconnected. So most people reach for the triggered sugar, salt and fat when in fact they should be drinking water. So an easy hack is before you start eating a bunch of food, just drink a nice small glass of water before you eat every meal And that's a nice way. And upon waking.
0: Again, the extended version of this interview will provide a deeper dive into these factors and their impact on our health and wellness. For now, we'll end with two other important things we can do for ourselves.
2: Please get help and just eliminate this idea that that's not okay for you. Like this is your life. This is yours. This is it. So if it sucks right now, then okay, it sucks. But this is it. So let's go. Let's get some help. Let's go do it. And then start building your life the way you want it. And I would say also, if you are have an inkling of ability to dream, let yourself dream. And what I mean by that is, I know you may not be able to see it or even really feel it yet of what you want your life to be but if you give yourself the permission to at least perceive it and maybe write down a goal or something you want then that creates a hell of a possibility and a target and a carrot for you to reach for because i'm i really believe in the power of creating that Opportunity because once you start reaching for that hope, it begets more hope and it begets more openings and more possibilities. And then that keeps going. And no matter how you need to get there, don't don't be in judgment of yourself. You need medication, you need to see a professional, then go freaking do it. And then you might find yourself, okay, I feel great. Let's go over here. But just always be looking to figure out how you can thrive for you. So give yourself the permission to dream. What do you want? What do you want your life to be like? How do you want to be? What do you want to feel like? And the whole idea here is you don't get to know how you're going to get there yet. But giving yourself the ability to dream is a hell of a way to start.
1: So Terry, I really like that he's sort of ending with this message of you don't have to know how you're going to get better to begin, which I think is really important. Mm -hmm. He's got a lot of great ideas, but I think it's really important to to remind ourselves that at the beginning of this journey, with so much information out there that we have to try to figure out Mm -hmm. what we're going to do, what we're going to try, we don't have to know. We don't have to know to begin to start. So Mm -hmm. I really like that. And I also really like that he's really talking this entire interview about focusing on what we do have control over, not over those things that sometimes get us really stuck, like our genetics or those traumas, those things that have happened to us. So we have all of these these factors in our lives that we can't do anything about. And he's saying, you're right, we can't. Let's move the focus to the things that we can and that's where he comes in and starts saying, just like, you know, we do in therapy, we say, let's focus on those big four. Let's look at your nutrition. Let's look at your sleep. Let's look at your activity. Let's look at your stress management mm. because that's what we have control over. That's all we can do. And a message of hope is that, you know, when I taught health psychology, we said, yeah, genetics has, it's a big factor, but 20% of the outcome of any genetic influence is just related to that. It's just the genetics. 80% of the outcome is related to your lifestyle choices, hmm. the decisions that you make on a daily basis related to those big four. I need to clarify that. I think I heard you right. So if you are predisposed,
0: whatever the right word is, mm-hmm. genetically to have mm-hmm. depression, like myself, mm-hmm. that only accounts for 20% of my experience and the other 80 I have some... Control
1: over? Yeah, you've got some wiggle room in the way that that genetic predisposition manifests in your life. How severe the symptoms are, what your struggle may be like, and it's one of the reasons why, you know, people I think like Darren and and people like myself, psychologists, psychiatrists, are always saying, let's look at and focus on all of these other things that we can do something mm-hmm. about that do affect things like the gut microbiome that reduce inflammation in the body because those are the things that we also know that can actually change the way that our cells work the way that our neurons you know communicate with each other so that even if you have cancer in your family even if you have IBS that runs in your family even if you have depression and bipolar disorder that run in your family as a genetic predisposition how that may manifest how that's going to look and feel and affect you, you got about 20% that's controlled by your genes. And the other 80%, you have some ability to do something about. Hmm. That's why we're always trying to help people feel very hopeful. And, you know, how we started this out was by saying, don't forget your brain lives in the same body as every other organ system. So all of these things that we know are helpful for all of the other organ systems in the body, for people who are diabetic, for people who have irritable bowel syndrome, people who have cardiovascular issues, we know that anything that we change about their diet, their activity, their stress management, their sleeping habits, also improves mood and mental health symptoms. And it's because the brain doesn't exist outside your body. Right.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Boy, between the two of you, I'm learning a lot this episode. Thank you. So we wanna say that next episode, we're gonna do something we haven't done before. We're gonna release a longer version of this interview with Darren because he really dives into some of these things. And we know there's an audience for that information because of his best-selling book and Netflix mm-hmm. series. We don't know if you're the audience. And so we're going to be asking you for some feedback on that extended version. And if you like that idea and you want more of that in the future, or if you don't, and you can leave us that feedback now in anticipation of it or after you hear it next week at givingvoicetodepression.com. And in the upper left corner, there's always that record us a message button and you can give us some feedback on this or any other episode. Thanks for your time, Anita. Thanks, Terry. And thank you, Darren. And we'll hear more from you next week.
1: We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate and reflect on your own experience with depression, or better understand how to support someone else who is struggling. If this episode has been of comfort or value to
0: you, know that there are hundreds of others like it in our archive, which you can easily find at our website, givingvoice2depression.com. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up, even if it's hard. If someone else is struggling? take the time to listen.